This is a HeadGum Podcast. Temp check. What kind of summer are we having this year? A family road trip summer? A beach bum summer? Or a wake me up when the sun sets summer? With Instacart, choose your own adventure and skip the shopping side quests. Where available, you can get ice cream delivered to your hotel, sunscreen to the pool, or cold brew to your bed. Well, door, in as fast as 30 minutes. Wherever you find yourself this summer, you can get the goods. Download Instacart for free delivery on your first three orders. Offer valid for a limited time. Minimum $10 per order. Excludes restaurants. Additional terms and fees apply. This podcast is brought to you by eHarmony, the dating app to find someone you can be yourself with. Why doesn't eHarmony allow copy and paste in first messages? Because you are unique and your conversations should reflect that. eHarmony wants you to find someone who will get you. How are you going to know who gets you if people send you the same generic conversation starters they message everyone else? Conversations that actually help you get to know each other. Imagine that. Get who gets you on eHarmony. Sign up today. Yes, 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 dude. Yes, 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 dude. Just listen to If I Were You. They're just two Jews. They'll answer all your cues. And they'll help you to seize the cheese. I'm saying and praying that you will listen. I'm crying. Decent. <laughs> what? Uh, thanks for listening, everybody. Dude, this is If I Were You. Tears only... are streaming down my <laughs> face, and all you can say uh, is decent. That shattered all the glass in the studio. Sorry, I was playing Tetris on my phone. It was during, immaculate. Uh, <laughs> it was incredible. I like. I, I have to listen to it again because I wasn't really paying attention, but I thought it was good. The part where it was like... Holy, I mean, the first three seconds. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I heard you wanted more Broadway covers, right? It's Madison Daly. Uh, so here's the most dramatic, ridiculous Broadway solo of all time. Uh, and she has an album available on Spotify, Apple Music, and most other streaming pl- platforms under her name, Madison Daly. Whoa. Daly spelled D-A-L-E-Y. Madison Daly. Madison Daly. What is that Daly. a cover of? Uh, I guess it's a song from Dreamgirls. Cool. Which I only sort of like vaguely am aware of Dreamgirls. Same. Remember that movie? I'm just, I was searching about it. When do you think Dreamgirls came out? 2003. Close. 2006. Cool. It starred Beyonce Knowles and Eddie Murphy. Hmm. (laughs) Yeah. Hmm. Uh, So she's worked alongside a couple of the greats. (laughs) Eddie Murphy, Mike Myers. Yeah. Uh, Jamie Foxx and Danny Glover also in Dreamgirls. Cool. 
So there's is that a mostly male cast for for Dream Girls? No, it started three Dream Girls. Okay, I guess it was a a, mu- a musical then a movie, and now it's a theme song for us. Perfect. Uh, so thanks Madison Daly for writing that for us, and thanks to you guys for listening to us. This is if I were you, the only advice podcast on the internet. Brought to you by me. And I. I'm Amir. I'm Jake. And we are back from a long holiday weekend. Oh, yeah. Fourth of July seemed to have lasted a couple weeks. That's fine. No complaints. Um, that's what happens when Fourth of July is on a Tuesday. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't know That'll what's going to I don't know what's going to happen next week. You Which, mean next year? No, next about, week. Like, <laughs> in your life? The 11th of July. <laughs> I mean, what, <laughs> what are am we I doing for do? that one? <laughs> Yeah, what happens when 4th of July is on a Wednesday? Do people take the weekend before yeah, off? Does I it, mean, sh- does it kick shit. off? Like, 4th of July, that's when we became a, a country, right? Okay. And, I mean, the 11th of the July, there's still some really exciting shit happening. Yeah, 7-11. the founding of our, co- our mm-hmm. country. They were like, all right, week one, we really got to, like, we the have the 13 states, yeah. and now, like, what should... And now we have to, like, build houses and roads and shit. We yeah. should be celebrating that. <laughs> Too. That's what Rhode Island was. <laughs> really? Yeah, it was. It, the full name is Roads and Shit Island. And then they're like, all right, let's call it Rhode Island. This will be like the first what one. What about houses and stuff? Which, what houses and stuff. Uh, if you say it fast, that's what Connecticut is. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh. Interesting. Ooh. Little American history facts. Not a big deal. Those ones are for free. Mm-hmm. Uh, but this is an advice show. It's an advice podcast. Uh, people email us from around the world. They'll email us to ifireyoushow at gmail.com. We read the we read the questions. Our interns have been doing a great job finding some great questions for us. Yeah, it's really taking a bit of a load off. Super helpful. So these are some of the questions that our interns found that we have uh let's say they're intern tested but mother approved. <laughs> and I am mother. You are mother, aren't you? <laughs> and I am a little mother more a you mother are man. Mother and I am Zaddy. What? <laughs> Zaddy and mommy. <laughs> This is the Zaddy and Mommy Hour. <laughs> Zaddy and Zami. <laughs> Zather and Zother. Uh, this first one comes from a lady. Have you have a lady's name? Ooh, yes. Folks. I certainly do. And I'm coming up with it as we speak. Mm-hmm. The lady's name? Yes. But of course, is. something topical going on this day, this hour. Totally. Is, you know what? Venus Williams. Really? Wimbledon. Is she in Wimbledon? I watched her play yesterday. I don't know if she won. She's still playing? Yep, 36, 37-ish. Jesus, man. Federer's in this one, too. Really? Yeah. It's like nothing's like, ever changed. It's weird. You could have like been watching, been really into tennis ten years ago, and then like decided, oh, I'll get back into it, and then all the best players are the exact same. Yeah, where's Yvonne Lendl right now? Dead. Sorry to tell you, I didn't, <laughs> I didn't want you to have to find out like this, but he's dead. <laughs> How did you want me to find out? I wanted you to be surprised. <laughs> so you did want me to find out like this? No, no. I didn't want you to ask. I wanted you to just one day be confronted with the fact. <laughs> yeah, that's what's happening. That's what this is. Huh, that's yeah. exactly how I found out. I am right. shocked. I'm surprised. One day I'm confront- confronted with that fact. Yeah, but you asked. I feel like somewhere you knew. <laughs> you wanted you someone had to, to have come- known. You wanted someone to come up to me cool. and say, by the way, Yvonne Lendl's dead. Exactly. Yes. All right. Sorry about that. It's all right. A weird goal you had. <laughs> uh, all right. Venus writes, hey guys, my name is Venus, and I love your show. I've written in a few times, but I think I need the most help with this. 
My boyfriend and I have been with each other for a little over a year and have always been very sexual. But for some reason, Ooh. I constantly gag at his cum. <gasps> I can't help it. I just do. I love giving him blowjobs and I want to stay intimate, but it's a huge turnoff for him. I don't know what to do. I have blown him till he came and I swallowed, but I only started gagging when he said he was. Hmm. I have blown him till he came and I swallowed, but I only started gagging when he said he was. When he's like when he said he was coming? Got it. Like if he comes on my stomach, I gag. If I see it, I gag. I don't oh, want so to. If she sees it, she gags, and if she just swallows, it's fine. Interesting. I don't want to gag, but uh, but it just happens. I want to have sex and pleasure with him without gagging, but I can't help it. So how can I see cum and not gag? Is there a way I can get used to it and not gag? Any advice will help. P.S. I'm not grossed out by it, but that's just the way my body reacts. <laughs> and I've seen his cum thousands of times, but yet thousands. I'm still gagging thousands um, thousands of times okay that's like three times a day every day for two years she's seen his, his cum. cum and gagged every time <laughs> yeah uh it's a turnoff for him if she gags at his cum oh Oh, yeah. come on. It's not that bad. <laughs> it's just my seed. What's so bad about my seed? <laughs> You're making me feel self-conscious about the jism yeah. that comes out of my cock. Yeah, you know how some people have like the nail on the chalkboards thing, like the goosebumps? Yeah, yeah. Like, do you have one of those things? Um, yeah, I don't like, um, I can't stand the, like the thought even of like pencil on paper, but the lead is really dull, and it's like sort of the pencil lead and the wood of the pencil uh -huh. scraping on paper. That's <laughs> <laughs> such a specific thing. So like an unsharpened pencil sort yeah. of scraping oh, against a wood. Or like crayon that's like all the way, <laughs> like breaks, and then you're just like drawing, scrub like the paper against other paper. So what is it? Is it paper? It's wood on wood that you don't like? I guess, but it, it's it's really like, I think it... I could imagine just like a piece of wood on paper and that would kind of be fine. It's like the the writing utensil. It's the it's like the dullness of that and like the <laughs> scraping and uh interesting. Yeah. Uh, it makes it makes me very uncomfortable even to talk about it. Mine is um I don't I also dislike the uh speaking of it, but it's the uh, uh the um <laughs> <laughs> this should be its own podcast. <laughs> yeah. Just come on and talk about like what gives you goosebumps. The grooves of a record, like really thin fucking grooves, and like just scraping it with your finger, fingernail. Oh, I love that feeling. Oh, and then I the worst is when ridges? I press it against my um, the pads of my fingers, which already have grooves against the grooves, and it just, it's like you know those some sometimes binders had like the two like the hologram yeah. where it's like this and this or this or that. I could rub my hand around that all day. I, like that feeling. I hate that shit. I wonder if that's <laughs> genetic or like some like weird repressed part of you at like age five was like abused by something. You with a binder. <laughs> yeah. It's like, why is it different for some people? Why are there like groups of it? Like some people don't like the nail on the chalkboard. Like that's a common one, but that yeah. doesn't really bother me. Some people don't like the um, like fork on a plate. Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. I don't, one doesn't bother me either. Yeah, that one doesn't bother me. But yeah, for whatever reason, like the grooves of a record really, really Makes get me. skin crawl. So what if you have that with cum? <laughs> then it's not hot. <laughs> <laughs> the thing I don't get about cum is like 
That's the end of everything. There doesn't need to be anything hot you do after the cum is out. Yeah. Then it's like the sexy time is over. That's like, that's the confetti cannon at the end of the party. Everyone After sort that, of you clean up and go home. Hobble I'm, jogs to the unless bathroom. this guy is also, is like, if he can just eat his own cum and stare at it and be like, this is hot, then he doesn't, he yeah. doesn't have a leg to stand on. <laughs> yeah, here. it's like, all right. If you can drink a vial of your own cum without then it's gagging. fair to tell your girlfriend that it's hot when she does it. Uh, can you? I wonder if you can rewire your your brain. Like, if is there a hypnosis or a therapy I can do that would get me over my goose bumpery? Is there even a word for that uh, feeling? The idea that someone does something gives you goosebumps. Yeah, some sort of uh, a, hypnot- a hypnotism thing. Yeah, is there a way to rewire? Like, uh, got very, very familiar and intimate with it and like maybe looked at it under a, under a microscope or something. Yeah. But then also like I think that it's not really – it's fine that you don't like that. You just avoid it. But and, when it's cum – Well, I think it's pretty easy to – like the, I, to me the solution here isn't like you better get used to his cum because it's going to be on you. It's going to be around you. The solution is like – Okay, so just don't come directly in her line of vision. <laughs> That's like the solution isn't get her used to the cum. The solution is get the cum uh, a little more low profile in the relationship. Yeah, it doesn't need to be first and foremost. And if front you and center, it seems like this is the smallest problem you can have with someone. Like you get along with them, you're attracted. They get along with your family. You have the same values. You have the same friends. You can get to like hang out for days in a row. And then if you go scroll all the way down to the list of attributes that your partner needs, the last one is, can they see my cum without gagging? Yeah. And if everything else is fine... That's the deal breaker. <laughs> that's a non-starter. That's why I bring a little square of my cum <laughs> in, a, in a napkin to every date that I go on. <laughs> and I just sort of slide it across the table like I'm making them an offer. And then when they open up and I see how they react to it. Um, that's why so I've never been on a second date, folks. Because they've never... Of course they wouldn't appreciate that. They wouldn't appreciate the sight of your cum. Mm-hmm. Date one. Of course. Uh, so the question is, how can I see his cum and not gag? It's fine know. that you. It's fine that that's just. You don't have to worry about that. It's yeah. fine that you do gag. It seems like one way to do it is to like get um, like people get over phobias. I wonder if it's the same thing. Like you see it a bunch and you become desensitized to it. But she says she's seen it thousands of times, and it seems like it's not helping. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's weird irrational fears or not even fears but disgusting what is it irrational reactions yeah i guess like this would be a bigger problem if she's like every time like he has something wrong with his teeth and i always gag when i see his teeth or i hate his breath or you know something about his personality yeah his posture uh but this is such a small it's such a small thing that i truly think you don't need to correct it just try to try to avoid it and if he's upset Tell him to fucking relax. Yeah. So it's you're saying it's not even a problem. Yeah. Uh, all right. Next question. Um, oh, this is an interesting one. Uh, 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 this one is from a, a human male. Oh, perfect. Tomas Beardich. I love Beardich. Tomas Beardich. That's my man. Dude. Writes. I got onto the Tinder scene last year after a five-year relationship went south. I had some solid success for a few months, but I've grown weary. Doing random hookups was fun for a while, but I'm kind of over-fucking people I can't hold a conversation with afterwards. That being said, I'm not looking for a relationship either. 
Just someone who's cool with occasionally hanging out and hooking up, who I, God forbid, also enjoy talking to. Am I trying to eat and have this proverbial cake too? In my experience thus far, it seems like most either just want a fuck buddy or something more in their words. Is there a middle ground between these two? Just not a, uh, sorry. Is there a middle ground between the two just not plausible in an app dating world? Toda. Love, Tomas Beardick. So is there a third option? If one not... is like sex without being attracted to someone and the other one is a relationship, this guy wants something in between the two. A, where casual, you're... a casual relationship. Yeah, a casual relationship. But is a casual relationship just what you call the first couple weeks of a relationship? Uh, I don't think you have to. I've definitely had casual relationships that, are, that last a, a bit. And it doesn't, it, it, it's known to not lead to anything? I mean, I think the the only thing that leads to stuff is like exclusivity. Yes. That's, that's like when you are, that's when you become the boyfriend or the girlfriend. Or when you see each other so often that you don't even have time to do other stuff. Right. That's why I always make sure that I'm never exclusive. Yeah. You want to slow down the relationship train like mm-hmm. Spider-Man. Grind that it Spider to a movie, halt. Just fucking holding back. Come mm-hmm. on. Stop. Stop. With do not gain momentum. Naughty little webs. <laughs> <laughs> of deceit. Lies. Lies. Anger. Dishonor. <laughs> Uh, but it's weird like I it seems like there is sex without um, emotional intimacy mm-hmm. and I have that in relationships too I have that in relationships too and then there's everything else there's like sleeping with someone you like that you want to see and you like hanging out with and if sometimes that evolves into a relationship sometimes it doesn't You, I think you can have sex with people that you like and you want to see and it's like you don't have to have casual sex with people you don't care about you can have casual sex with people that you like and you just value your freedom and the uh you know the the idea of having multiple partners and stuff like you can you can have both so you're saying he says is the middle ground between the two just not plausible in an app dating world how how do you do you like bring that up right away like by the way i don't want to be in a relationship or do you just act in a way that shows that I always am in favor of not having a conversation. Not having a conversation. <laughs> and you show things with your actions. Uh, so you act like a deceitful little imp child. Yeah, you'll be like, hey, I can't hang out today. I'm going to a party. And they're like, uh, okay. And but why shouldn't I be invited to yeah, the party? But yeah. then they sort of like, they don't say that. Uh, yeah. They're just wondering. They're exactly. Like, spend a night upset. Yeah. What's going it. on? And then they see pictures and Snapchats of you hanging out and having a great time. And then it's like, oh, why wasn't I invited? I'm starting to, to feel like a diva <laughs> ass for this. Yeah. <laughs> so I, th- I guess, I, I, no, I think it is just about like being, uh, it's the pure heart rule all over again. You just, you, you say, you be honest. You say, I like hanging out with you. I just don't want to be in a relationship. And, you know, that doesn't have to be about the person. It's just like, I'm not ready. I don't want to, I don't want that in my life. Mm -hmm. If you feel like that's what you need and I can't provide it, then feel free to stop hanging out with me. Um, That said, I'm a fan of having those conversations. Usually when somebody brings it up, I think it's weird to like be on a date and tell somebody, I'm not trying to see you. Because it's just like, it's closing the door before it's... Opened. Opened, yeah. Yeah. Might as well, like, let that person decide what what they're looking for, and then you uh, acknowledge whether or not you can provide it. <laughs> you want that or not. 
Yeah, I would. I like to answer questions rather than like after, after they're asked, rather than be like, "By the by, yeah, I don't know what you're thinking, but here's what I'm thinking." Yeah, it's the it's like the difference of telling the truth versus just not lying. Like, wait, why didn't you lie to me? Like, I didn't lie. I just didn't bring it up. <laughs> I didn't say anything. <laughs> yeah. How can I lie if I'm silent? <laughs> exactly. Uh, I don't know. Like there are like pros and cons to both, and it kind of depends on the other person. Uh, yeah, it really does depend on like. If, I mean, if that person is you, if you can clearly tell that that person is suffering and uh, wants to be in a relationship, and you guys not being in a relationship is hurtful, but you like sleeping with them, then uh, it's that's pretty clear that you're being an asshole. Yeah, but if she seems to, like, not care, like, goes days without texting you and is hanging out with other people, and then it's like, it seems like this is a mutually agreed upon thing. Yeah, and every time there's, and then, you know, if you feel like there needs to be a conversation, you can always have one. But it seems like if fuck buddy's on one side and something more is in the other, this middle ground isn't directly in between. It seems like it's more towards something more than yeah. a, just a fuck buddy. I guess, yeah, I guess so, but that's fine. Like, I think fuck buddy is, I think that's a, a flawed premise. I think that's a weird system to have. You mean like, zero, zero yeah, like. I don't like anybody, but I still need to fuck something, so it should be you. Like, <laughs> just be a little better, and you can find somebody that you like, at least like a little bit and like to fuck. You don't have to, just because you're horny doesn't mean you have to ruin a friendship. Oh, you think because it starts as a friendship? Yeah, it's like, ah, I can't get laid by anybody. Maybe we should just be fuck buddies. But nobody ever like really is like, let's be fuck buddies because I don't care about you. It's always like one person giving up and another person being like, I finally get to fuck my crush. (laughs) And it's, I don't know, it's just a bad idea. You mean it's rarely like it's 1.30 a.m. and one person texts the other one because they're drunk and horny and saying, I don't, I couldn't find anyone to sleep with. Do you want to hang out? And then that person feels the exact same way. Yeah. I mean, that happens. It's just lightning in a bottle. And I think that, fuck, buddy, I think that we can elevate ourselves to, if we're not looking for true love, at least look for something better than a fuck, buddy. (laughs) Uh, And I think it's more popular or it's more possible now with the app-based dating because there's like such a richness of choices that you can find somebody that is looking for exactly what you want which is like a casual relationship that's not fuck buddy but not uh how about this relationship he upgrades from apps to websites seems like there's more um more effort in like an okay cupid type site than a tinder type site so if you're investing a little more it feels like the, the bottom rung is no longer fuck buddy, but like uh, this middle ground that he's looking for. I also, I fear that the websites are a little bit too relationship forward. Yeah. I think but... the apps are, are about sex and the websites are about relationships. So I, I used to avoid those things because then you're entering into a casual thing with somebody that you know is looking, looking for, for a, relationship. a relationship. And I think that's... That's a recipe for disaster. Maybe there's this, maybe the middle ground is where we should launch our system because Tinder is like fuck buddy and OkCupid is like something more. What's in the middle of this like casual? Yeah. What's whatever our dating app is. Yeah. Which is. Uh... It's not even a, It's not even an app. It's a mobile site. So it doesn't exist on the internet and it doesn't exist as an app. You can only load the website from your phone. Smart. Somebody did hit me up and talk and say that they would help us build a dating app. Right. But would it be swipey? I think it has to be swipey. <laughs> I think it absolutely has to be swipey. What if it's game-based, like your Snakes vs. Blocks game? 
Ooh, that's a good idea. So you're like avoiding people you don't like and then running into people that you do. <laughs> and those are the balls. I guess there's, what if it's instead of like swipey, it's like rank based. So you have, you have five people, mm-hmm. uh, five pictures and you like drag one to the top, one to the bottom, one to the second. Like, oh, you know, that's good. Oh, one like through, one through five. Yeah. And like those five people have, uh. The rankings, too. They have, yeah, they have, like, rankings. So it's almost like... You know, that's how residencies work. If you go to residency in America, you interview with, like, 30 places, and then you submit your rank of, like, I want, like, UPenn number one, USC number two, and then they do the same thing, and you match with the person. So you only match if you put that school number one? No. Because if you, your school put, like, your school... Let's say your number one school is University of Pennsylvania. They put their yeah, right. top I'm five. Yale through and through. Okay, your ahead. top school is Yale. Damn right. <laughs> okay, and then their five people uh, all chose Yale. Then you don't get to go to Yale. Yes, I do. But if I'm <laughs> legacy. <laughs> no, yeah. Never mind. Let's go to break. <laughs> no, it's all good. They have to put you in their like top eight or how many people they have. And if they get their top choices, if they all chose Yale, but if one of them chose Harvard instead of Yale. Then they go to like their ninth, and then oh. it would be like you. So like, there's this whole middle person that uh, it's called matching day. It's like on St. Patrick's Day or something, uh, and it sees where you matched. And some people don't match anywhere, and some people matched with like three schools. Wow! But they only go to their best. Uh, so if it was like this residency matching, but for dating, so you like you said, rank your top five. And then girls are also ranking their top five. Right. And if you're somebody's number one and they're your number one, you match. and You find that out the next day. That's pretty cool. It's kind of like swiping, but it's a little more gamey. What I was thinking of was instead of seeing like you're standing before not the single girl, but her five friends. Because, you know, it's like I know what kind of guy you would like before your friend does. Yeah. So like if I'm single, you, I have five friends that are looking at girls and they choose based on who they, who I am because you guys know me better than I know myself. Right. So as a guy, you're basically, I don't know how it works. If, uh, so girls, single people sign up, their friends have to sign up with them. I guess. Yeah. You would have to have, it would be your profile that we're swiping on, right? Cause it wouldn't be like pictures of me. What are you talking? And who am I in this situation? <laughs> you're, so you're the single guy. Yeah. And me and Billy and Marty and uh, Jeff the Dumbass. Okay. We create a profile for you. Yeah. There have to be pictures of you. Yeah. I guess the weird thing would be like four of us all swiping. I think it'd have to be swiping like Swiping for women. It's, I, I, we talked about this before, I think, once. The Wingman app. So that's like, I, rather than multiple people, it's just me. Swiping for me. For you. Or were you saying that you have you were swiping for five single friends? Uh, no, the other way around. Okay, yeah. So I think it's got to be just one person, yeah. one single friend. Wingman app. Yeah, wingman, wingwoman. All right. Well, the conversation continues. We'll do it someday, folks. Uh, let's take a break. Thank a few more sponsors. We'll be back after this. And we're back. Montreal show is fast approaching. Insanely fast approaching. Uh, do you know when those are? July 25th and 6th? I think that is correct. Uh, we have is, our show on yeah. Tuesday. Yes. Uh, that's July 25th. Which is almost sold out. Yes, that's close to being sold out. And then we have 
the HeadGum Live, yeah, which frankly is going to be a better show. It's going to be an insane one. Uh, that's on me and you are. Yeah, me and you are hosting the HeadGum Live show. You're hosting Twinovation. Most in two shows that show. Yeah, and then there's also Black Man Can't Jump, and who knows what other special guests will be there because this is a gosh darn comedy festival. Well, we know John Gabris will be there, but we don't know who the fuck he's gonna bring. Uh, and we're just gonna try to get as many funny people onto the stage all at once. Uh, so if you're around Montreal. And if you like comedy in general, this is just a fun weekend to be there. Yeah, you should definitely just go to this festival. Uh, go to jakeandamir.com or hahaha.com. Great URL, JFL. Yeah. And uh, come see us July 25th, Tuesday, and then uh, Wednesday, July 26th. Yeah. And July 26th, everybody, why don't you come to Rage? Because I think we're going to tear it up. We're going to tear up the town after that show. Because that's a Wednesday, and in Montreal, Wednesdays are the new Thursday. Really? Mm-hmm. I didn't realize that. So yeah. Wednesday is Thirsty Thursday. Yeah, so Thirsty Thursday is now sort of a low-key type night. So like Wacky oh. Wednesday is when people get like fucking turned up. Nice. And then, and then Thirsty you're Thursday, you're, you're thirsty for water. Exactly. You're, you're not <laughs> yeah. fucked for yeah. Wednesday. And dude. Friday, which actually used to take a dip because of Thirsty Thursday, yeah. is now back. That's a bit of a rage fest. Yeah. That's and then you're going to keep that going through, th- through Silly Saturday mm-hmm. and Sunday Fun Day. Absolutely. And, and then, then it's just another manic <laughs> Monday. That's whenever everyone's sad mm-hmm. yeah so they're sad because i did molly on sunday absolutely it's a suicide monday they call it mm-hmm. <laughs> uh i also wanted to shout out today's headgum video which is doing really well if you go to youtube.com slash headgum watch all the videos but especially jeffrey the dumbass noir uh was a great episode yeah that was a uh, that was written by not jeffrey but george saba jeff's friend and our intern george intern. saba wrote it Edited by Jeffrey, starring Jeffrey. And Eagle shot it on his fancy cams. Yes. So it looks it looks great. It's well written, well acted. You're in it. Oh yeah. I'm the worst part of it, but check it out anyway. Uh yeah. At youtube.com slash headgum. All right. Shall we get to answering some more questions? I'm down if you are. Nah, fuck it. We'll awesome. Call Let's it end day. the show. <laughs> First theme song was by uh, <laughs> Michelle Sarah Daly. Michelle Daly. Oh, your new foot issue. You have a new foot ailment. Of course, I always have a new one. Yeah, so obviously your broken foot's been lingering for years. Then there was your turf toe, which started in February. Fully Mm -hmm. healed or not yet? No. No, Actually, I I don't think I have a new new foot ailment. I thought you had an ingrown toe. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Sorry, I do have, I have, uh, yeah, never mind. (laughs) My feet are fragile little glass people. (laughs) So your ingrown toenail is out on the heel broken one or the turf toe foot? The turf toe foot. Got it. So the the toe that got the turf toe is now also has an ingrown toenail. Uh (laughs) But that one, that's going to be fine. I've had an ingrown toenail before and it all worked out. Yeah, that one's I'm not afraid of that. What What I am nervous about is the turf toe, which... Has yet to go. <laughs> and that's been February, so that'll be six months soon yeah. enough. And everything I read about turf toe was like three to five weeks. The longest I saw was like maybe six, but, you know, but, and I, and I'd done everything I was supposed to do for that one. Yeah. I taped it. I iced it. I rested it. I didn't climb for, for months. Uh, didn't run. Yeah. Can't run because of the heel. So. <laughs> of course. Uh, but I'm I'm a little pissed. I'm a little pissed. So I'm now about... you're now starting to get mad at your feet. <laughs> yeah, like they're a different person or something. Right. I they, it does not feel like they belong to me because they're so far away from your brain. It feels like different parts of your body. If I'm thinking about getting that thing called Quell. Which they were almost an advertiser with us, but then they didn't. Is that when they 
uh, surgically remove everything from the knee down and you get those blades. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. <laughs> Wheels. That's cool. that thing where you like tie, it's like a, that like copper shit or something on your calf and it like messes with your brain signals to make you think that you're not injured. It like rewires your head. Mm, is that like when like athletes are wearing black tape on like their shoulder and calf and you're like, what is that? Mm, I don't think so because that's just athletic tape. Got it. All right. Well, I'll keep you guys posted. I'm all for it. Uh, we need another tennis star's name. Male or female? Let's go male. Roger Fedra writes, my name is Roger Federer. I just graduated college at the ripe old age of 22. I met a great girl during my last semester of college, and we decided to move in together for the summer before she heads back for the upcoming fall semester since she has one more year remaining. My okay. question is... We've always had the issue of me being too big down there when we get down and dirty. Oh, yeah. Dude. I, I really have strong feelings for her. Yeah, and you got a strong cock, too. <laughs> and, pro and probably the first girl I've been with where I genuinely mean it when I say I love you. Recently, she went to the doctor, and there's a tear that's been repeated since being with me. And her doc said to wait on sex for six weeks at least. Last night, I had to reject her coming on to me, and honestly, I don't know what to do. Intimacy is incredibly important to me, and I don't want to be jerk for over a month if I know I got a sweet lady to please in the next room. If you were me, what would you fellas do? Should I truly wait and jerk in sadness or break up due to this limiting factor in our relationship? Any advice would help. Thanks. Big fan. UDU. Best. <laughs> Roger. You know that uh, the meatloaf song, I'll do anything for love, but I won't do that? Yeah. That's uh, what he's talking about is uh, not have sex. Jerk off yeah. for six weeks. <laughs> I will do anything for love, but I won't wait six weeks to fuck you again. Yeah. Six yeah. weeks. That is a bridge too far. Yeah. Is it? I've, I'm, this is the first time I ever said I love you and meant it, but. But damn, six weeks is a long time. Yeah, baby, you know what this was. I said love, not lust. Some I mean, people Christ. Are a lifetime, man, but not me. <laughs> when you love someone, you're willing to wait five, five and a half weeks tops for them not to be six, ready, baby. God, what if her vagina's like your feet, and six weeks becomes six months? Ooh, becomes suddenly six you years. can't fuck anyone. You gotta look out. That must be tough if you actually love someone and then they're like, sorry, you can't fuck me. But you know what? You said you love me, which is kind of unconditional. It yeah, means that like six weeks. That's not that long of a time. Yeah. And isn't there things she can do to you that you can't do to her? Yeah. Like he makes it sound like the only possible way to be intimate is either fucking her or <laughs> I either fuck or I jerk off. I wonder if she can masturbate. The only issue is a tear, which means it seems like she just can't, you know, put his massive member in her yeah but if she perhaps she can masturbate and you can masturbate and you yeah, can feel they, some they sort call of that mutual masturbation folks and yeah. that's fine and that's a good uh maybe if you if you if you have a nice if you really relax you could do a little like 69 action that's probably the most intimate thing you can do mm. i think or you fucking edge yourself for a month and a half. Bring yourself yeah. to the brink of it day after day for Look at 40 days straight. sexy that will be when you finally get to fuck again after six weeks. And then you just literally explode like a water balloon far too plump for this world. Mm -hmm. I mean, just the slightest bit of give, a little bit of friction, and the whole thing goes kapow. Now that's There's hot. come everywhere on the ceiling fan, on the walls. That it's just like the first a, question is gagging somewhere. She doesn't even 
know why. That's how much cum there is in the air. If you're me, what would you fellas do? I've suffered through this. Really? Yeah. You've had to wait? I've had to wait. Care uh, to share why or it's too personal of a, a story? It's a similar thing, a tear. Oh, really? Yeah. And then it's just like, sorry, I'm uh, holding off? Yeah. It was like, hey, this kid, we can't. Uh, fuck for six weeks and let's get a second opinion babe <laughs> who is this quack <laughs> maybe the tear is just your vagina because a lot of the times it is kind of a gash <laughs> Jesus <laughs> what I love you babe Jesus Christ <laughs> uh, but it's fine six weeks goes by it happens there's no point in like making a little paper cut and fucking that <laughs> a paper cut why don't you get a fleshlight she can hold it near her vagina yeah, and then she like tears her thighs because of like the rubbing. <laughs> You're fucking the fleshlight too hard. Uh, all right, let's try to answer one last question because we found four good ones. Um, oh, did you just fart? No. Okay. And how dare you accuse me of something <laughs> like that? Um, trying to find this one. It was a goodie. Well, take your time, man. Yeah. It's only a podcast, right? Well, this is a live show, unfortunately. What? What? It's been going really, really poorly. Not, not a single laugh from the peanut gallery. <laughs> oh, this one's interesting. It's just an ethical dilemma. Oh. It's, okay, ready? Yeah. Uh, let's call this person Patrick Rafter. Oh. The Raft, man. Heart, man. So I've been dating a girl that I really like for the last 10 months. I'm not in the States this summer, but studying abroad, and I'm not great at checking my phone, so our communication has been rather fragmented. We were having a conversation the other day, and she seemed a bit nervous and mentioned to me that she had something to tell me. <gasps> she told me that she had made out with her best friend, who's a girl, on 4th of July That's and nice. apologized, as if I was going to think it was cheating. Now, she and some of her close friends had done this every so often before we started going out. When they were drunk at parties and whatnot, we are both actors and are both very sexually free, so it's not unusual at all. And despite this, my girlfriend has never considered herself bisexual. Anyway, I told her it didn't count as cheating and that I didn't really care, and she seemed a bit surprised. So I'm curious, and I assume you two have differing opinions on this, but would you consider this cheating? After all, it is 2017, a person is a person, so in theory, shouldn't this count as if she kissed a guy? Either way, I probably won't change my mind on how I feel regardless of this specific case, but I'm curious what you two think. I think it fits nicely with some of the stuff you were discussing with Gabby and Allison. And before you start, Jake, assume it isn't a potential segue into a threesome. Okay. Love, Patrick Rafter. Uh, yeah, seems fine to me. Is it less cheating than if she made out with her male best friend? I think so. Because <laughs> it's the... funny, we had Gabby on last week, Gabby and Allison, and just asked her a bunch of polyamory bisexual questions, and now we're back to another one, and we don't but have this her is here. Like, this girl uh, doesn't provide the things, or like doesn't satisfy the or, like the the needs that she would get from the guy, right? So because like, it's she, a girl on girl, she did this this other thing that's like pretty different. I think I would feel n more nervous if it was like somebody could just step right into my shoes, right, and and steal my girl. But which, well, what if this is like a recurring thing? Like, what if she made out with her a bunch over the last ten weeks while this guy was studying abroad? Would you rather a girlfriend make out with a girl over and over, like kind of like have this mini relationship, or make out with like, one guy once? Mm. Oh, that's a good question. And we'll answer it on next week's show. 
Uh, I don't know. Thanks for listening, everybody. This is crazy. Why would you end the podcast this way? <laughs> I'm thinking of cliffhangers. Uh, what about? Here's 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 a uh, let me let me posit another theory. Okay. Um, is this a question? If, yeah. If your girlfriend uh, made out with another girl drunk at a party, they they were like they went into the bathroom and they made out for a little bit. Hot. <laughs> now conversely. <laughs> so why it's too hot to handle uh conversely now they're on a beer pong table a hundred people cheering and egging them on and they're making out which one is worse this like secret intimate i have to have you kiss or the a rush for everybody we're performing uh and everyone's <laughs> chanting as we make out kiss i think i'd rather have the private moment yeah me too, because it's, that's only hot for two people. <laughs> yeah. So my girlfriend is only she's not turning on turning random on other guys instead of like a hundred dudes with boners. All right, one bathroom one, five beer pong ones, or ten ones with a cousin who happens to be a guy and gay and ugly. I'll take the uggo. I'll take the ugly cousin for ten hundred. Alex have to be ugly, <laughs> and she breaks up with you. Deal. It is weird. Why do we think that making out with a girl is not cheating? Uh, I guess. Or do you? Uh, because this person, she says, like, she doesn't identify as gay or bisexual. It seems like it can never lead to a real relationship. But then it's like, okay, so if she is bisexual, then it is cheating. And if she makes out with a girl, doesn't that kind of make her bisexual in some, at least a little bit way? I don't know. <laughs> it's God all fine because it. it's all hot. <laughs> It all happened on a friggin' beer pong table, man. It's all fine because we're all specks of dust floating through space and time, and it doesn't fucking matter because we'll all be dead, and so will she, and so will you, and you're an actor who's sexually curious and diverse. And I want to kiss you, too. (laughs) You're talking directly to Patrick Rafter now. (laughs) I just want to fucking pull his ponytail back and have at it. Have you seen Patrick Rafter recently? Longer hair? No, completely bald, 210 pounds. Jesus, how do you know his exact weight? Uh, I'm just guessing. That would just be so sad. Patrick Rafter. I mean, he probably was close to 210 pounds anyway. Yeah, he was pretty tall. (laughs) If anything, that means he slimmed down. Oh, he did cut his hair. And he does kind of look bigger. But he looks kind of good, too. He kind of looks like uh, a more handsome Mark Cuban. Interesting. Yeah. I have, I absolutely have to see this. I want to see some before and rafter photos. <laughs> oh, yeah, I can see that. He kind of looks like Matt Leinert. Yeah, he doesn't look like Mark Cuban to me. Uh, <laughs> it's a little bit like Mark Paul Gossler. <laughs> oh, yeah. You like his hair shorter or longer? Absolutely longer. <laughs> He's the only one who can rock a ponytail, and that's preference to, uh, preferable to anything else. I mean, he's got great hair, right? Yeah, the dude's a fucking beast. And an awesome jaw. And a smile to to melt my heart. And a, and a fucking Australian accent and a serve and volley game that can melt hearts. <laughs> I mean, I'm serious. He's averaging 98 miles per hour on a second serve. <laughs> and that's on ace rebound hard court down under Melbourne style. Which tournament did he win? Did he win a tournament? Yeah, dude. You I'll better. say 1999 Wimbledon. I think he won the U.S. Open. Really? Patrick Rafter, Wikipedia. 
shirtless. Really? Oh, I was just saying. <laughs> uh, he did. He won the U.S. Open twice. Twice? Yeah. Damn. And here's a picture of him without a shirt. And my God, is he hot. <laughs> oh. I mean, he's good at tennis. <laughs> the you, hottest sport there is. Could you, pay, could you play professional tennis shirtless? Like, is there a rule against that? <laughs> Not at Wimbledon. You have to wear all white. Yeah, but if you are white... <laughs> I bet at the French Open you can wear whatever, whatever the hell you want. All right, here's another Patrick Rafter brain buster. <laughs> All right. Where, See if you can wrap your cock around this Rafter riddle. Where, where, is he from, where is he from? I thought he was from Australia. Yeah, but there's a fucking, which, what town is he from? Adelaide. You think he's from Radelaide? I really do. I think he's from Sydney. There's oh, I really do think he's from Radelaide, mate. Oh. See if you, we're playing Patrick Rafter Jeopardy. Uh, he's from, oh, hmm. he's from Australia. Of course, we knew that. But where specifically? How could you tell? How do you know? And does it matter? It doesn't matter. You know what's sad? I think my favorite tennis player of all time is Andy Roddick. Really? Yeah. Oh, he was born in Mount Isa, Queensland. Hmm. I don't know where that is. <laughs> and so we dig deeper. This is part of our other... Uh, we should have ended the show <laughs> pre-Patrick Rafter. Of course. All right, one last question. Is Andy Roddick older or younger than me? Oh. I would guess older by very little. That's correct. 36? He's four months older than me. Wow. Yeah. Good on Rod. Uh, all right, well, that's our tennis podcast and our advice podcast. Uh, thanks so much for listening. If you guys have your own questions or theme songs, send it on down to if I were you show at gmail.com. So few of our fans will know who Patrick Raft is. <laughs> no. Well, that changed today because now nearly four of them know. Whoa, Ma- Mount Isa is so far away from <laughs> anything I know of in Australia. <laughs> How the hell did he even have a racket, let alone a court to play on? Uh, the opening theme song, remember, was Madison Daly. My God, what a voice. This closing one is from Alex Capo. Uh, if you want to see us in Montreal, tickets are available at com or uh, jakeandamir.com. Thanks for listening, everybody. We'll be back next week with uh, a fun guest for you, as long as that person doesn't cancel. We'll Perfect. be back soon. See you later. Bye. <laughs> poison in their tongues and their advice that cannot be undone they smile and wave as they shoot you down You got to hold on to that firm belief that you seize the cheese and forget your heavy woes and go with the flow. That was a headgum podcast. <laughs>